Hey guys, welcome back to Oh That's a Podcast. Today I am here, uh, Ian, the greatest member of the podcast, and I have here with me... Hmm, I don't know how I feel about this, but I am Isaac, <laughs> the not greatest member of the podcast, apparently. Hi, Isaac. <laughs> Hello, and I'm... I'm Thatcher Weeping, the other host of the podcast right here, I am. Thatcher, your your voice sounds kind of kind of weird. You got a frog in your That's throat? Because, no, I just need it. I, I've been coughing a lot lately, and I've been to Britain, so I've picked a bit of an accent. So, Eben, what, what are you eating today? Uh, my friend, I, I, close good friend. I, I'm I'm eating I'm eating a taco pizza that we definitely managed to wink wink get from Taco Bell, and they definitely didn't close bef- on us before we went there. Taco Bell, that's one of my favorite establishments. It is. Yeah, I I hardly think everyone should eat at Taco Bell at least once a week, if not more. So you're eating the Mexican pizza there, Eben? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm eating the Mexican pizza here. Hold on, let me just, let me just, um, let me just, uh, hold on. I need to get the food. Yeah, you'll have to tell me how it tastes because I can't, I can't eat it because I'm gluten free and you know it doesn't travel against uh across sound waves. Yeah, I've never heard a sadder thing in my life. All right, we got the the pizza right here, the uh, the taco pizza. I'm so excited to eat this. So um. Here we go. Let me just start. Um, uh, let me just start. Oh man, that sounds sounds very good. Mm. Oh, dude, dude, I can't even with this thing right now. This is like, this is fantastic. I on wait, a scale ho- of ah. one to ten, how would you rate ah. the taste? And be honest, mm. it's it's for posterity's sake. Yeah, it's totally not for focus testing. I think I'd rate it like a. Like a eleven out of ten. It's just so good. Oh, oh my gosh. Ah. How about the green peppers? How are those on there? Mm, the green peppers are fantastic. Whoever prepped these and, are a genius. Mm. And did you go with the shredded beef, the shredded chicken, or the shredded tofu option? Mm. Shredded beef. I love beef. Ah. Well. Oh, that was the last bite. Mm. Mm. Oh wow, that was truly an experience. I, 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 I think I can't eat food ever the same. It has to be taco pizzas, or else I'm going to die. That was. Would so you good. say definitely a buy? Mm, yes, a must buy, definitely. Um, what what cardinal direction would you would best describe your taste experience right now? Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> I think it'd be a a a west. I I I don't know how to answer that. All right, all right, interesting right there, interesting right there. Let me just get my hey, uh, paper that's, and... that's, are you sure you're... Okay, you kind of sound funky. Oh, I'm totally, totally fine, totally fine. Now, how many of your children would you sell to get one of these Taco Bell taco pizzas? Oh, dude, I, I don't even like my kids anyway. I'd sell all of them. All right, very interesting. That Very interesting there. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, um... Hey! What are you... What are you doing? John Taco Bell, are you out of... Get back in there! What's going on? Oh shoot! Sorry, lads. I've been spotted. Uh, I mean, enough. Oh, dick! Uh, hey! Uh, uh. Isaac, what's going on? I don't know. I guess maybe John Taco Bell got out. Hey guys, sorry about that. Uh, th- thatch, what what happened? Oh, your voice is better. Yeah, I had a lozenge. Um, 
Hi, everybody. Well, I don't know what that was, but welcome to Oh, That's a Podcast, an audio variety show for cool kids and cool cats. And cool squids. Hey, hey have you guys seen my Mexican pizza? Uh, <laughs> no. Definitely not. Never seen no, a Mexican pizza. No. no. I might have heard one, but seen no. <laughs> well, on that note, let's get into the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do we got first, gentlemen? I'm I'm excited to see what y'all got. I'm 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 really excited. I'm really excited. Isaac, you want to take sure, it? Sure, I'll go first. So I uh, I looked up family friendly. Would you rather? And I got one that says 100 hardest would you rather questions for clever kids. I'm a clever kid. So am I. I'm a very clever kid. Well, then I think you should be able to to answer some of these. Would you rather be perpetually 30 minutes early or perpetually 15 minutes late? I'm already perpetually 15 <laughs> minutes late, so I'd rather <sighs> perpetually be 30 minutes early. I mean, is this really a hard question? I'd rather be early than late to, like, everything. It's not. Buy a Nintendo Switch. It's fine. You get to play 30 minutes of Mario wherever you are. <laughs> it's great. I think I would also go with early because I am just already 30 yeah. minutes early, so. The only downside I can think of to being 30 minutes early is so-called wasting your time at places waiting for things to start. Which I do anyways. But like. <laughs> I mean, we also live in a day and age where entertainment is with us literally everywhere we go, so it's not it like is? it's Entertainment bad. is wow. now. I'm being stalked by entertainment. The CIA has, <laughs> has, has your location with your entertainment. <laughs> Plus, something else, you'll show up 30 minutes earlier to your own death, so that way you'll be able to prevent it. But That's not again, how that works. If you showed up, wait a minute, <laughs> yeah. I think I just created a paradox. I think that would be, I think you're a living paradox at that point if you choose Well, if we want to go with time travel, how about this? Would you rather travel back in time to the year your parents were born or travel 20 years into the future? Back in time. Back in time, yeah. I would also go back in time. 70s and 80s, man. There's so many things you can do in the past. Yeah. My Well, my logic is you're always going to travel 20 years in the future as long as, you know, you don't die early or anything. That is a good point. <laughs> but you can't travel to the past. No, that's the thing about time travel. The thing is, is we're all time traveling into the future all the time, always. Just slowly. Yeah, just slowly. Okay. So this is an actually difficult one. Would you rather be one year old forever or 100 years old forever? Well, physically, I not mentally. Shoot. Oh, physically? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am the smartest baby <laughs> in the world. And I realized that voice could also be used for the old person. <laughs> well, here's the here's this kind of my like take on it, though. I mean... If you're a hundred years old, your brain is your brain is kind of lacking in that department. You know, you're you're getting you're getting all mushy, and it's like, eh, you, you ain't gonna think too well. But as a baby, maybe your thought process and your um your intelligence are more intact or something. But if you're a but if you're a baby, you're getting mushy in other places too. <laughs> maybe I like that, Thatcher. Did you ever think about that? Oh gosh, <laughs> I mean that's the that's the thing though is. Is if you're if you're a baby, if you're one forever, you can essentially become Krang from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> you just need like a baby Bjorn on somebody, and you're like, "Go, my servant, destroy 
the president. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> That's right. You're a baby that wants to destroy the president. Who gets foresee that twist? Not me. And I'm the one telling the story. To answer that question, I would probably do mm -hmm. baby. Yeah, I think I'd do baby as well. I'm just going to be contrary and I'll go with old man, although that's probably, I don't know. I mean, it depends, because I've seen some old people who are in good shape. Like Dick Van Dyke. If I was like Dick Van Dyke, <laughs> sign me up for 100 years old as Dick Van Dyke. But, mm. yeah, otherwise, ah. Well, I guess it's good to know, like, what type of body you would have, because some people who are 100 years old are like really 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 decrepit and some people and other people who are 100 years old are like kind of okay no like for and the same age. way goes with the babies like i've seen some one-year-olds that are freaking diesel i'm scared <laughs> of these one-year-olds they're gonna take my milk money and they don't even need milk money. i just imagine a one-year-old <laughs> It was just stuff like, like, like Dom from Fast and the Furious. He's got like the white tank top in the class. <laughs> Fast and the Furious, but they're all them like race car beds, <laughs> or like those little like plastic cars that little kids drive around in. Haha, <laughs> jokes on oh you! I just described the, the plot to the third boss baby movie. Uh, right. I want to make. I haven't even seen a Fast and I Furious movie, but I want Fast and Furious babies. <laughs> strange sentence come on 90s where you at you did it with looney tunes why don't have fast and the furious babies okay um would you rather have a scorpion or a tarantula as a pet if they both won't hurt me scorpion yeah scorpion i think i would probably agree with that um tarantulas are only useful if people are trying to rob your house and the only person in your house is your kid brother <laughs> And then you place it on his face. <laughs> and if those people are Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. <laughs> Would you rather be a dog with a human brain or a human with a dog brain? What is this question? <laughs> Would you rather poop everywhere and not understand the human language or be the coolest animal ever? Yeah, dog with a human brain. <laughs> dog with human brain, obviously. Can we choose what dog we are? Is that no. a thing? Aww. <sighs> But I want to design my dog nope, you're self. Both you're both little chihuahuas. Dauntless, dogless. I need my dog persona. Okay, so this one, this one's actually difficult because they're both bad. <laughs> would, it, would you rather it rain mice and rats or slugs and roaches? Mice and rats. Mice and rats. What? Mice and rats. <laughs> It'd be so slimy mice all the rats. time. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I'm okay with mice and rats. Sometimes mice and rats are cute, and rats are smart. No, but Slugs. literally raining them. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. But I I'm imagine if that. it's raining slugs all the time, then you're going to step on one and trip and break your back or something. It's <laughs> rain and slugs. Hallelujah, <laughs> it's, it's rain, rain and, and slugs. <laughs> oh, ugh. I'm gonna go out. Actually, no, I'm gonna stay inside. I don't want to touch the slime. Oh, ugh. <laughs> it has to rhyme with slug. I can't. Amen doesn't rhyme with slug, Ian. Oh, ugh. <laughs> yes! This is funny. I mean, if it rains slugs, at least you could still use salt to get the sidewalks clear. Hey! People are just walking around with, like, automatic salt shakers on them that just, like, spray salt wherever they go. Oh. <laughs> okay. So, this one, I'm pretty sure I know what you would both say. Um, would you rather not be able to laugh or burst out laughing every time someone said hello? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want 
to be a horrible person and say I'd laugh every time they say hello. I would too. Because I'm already like Like that. I said, I'm pretty sure I knew which one you guys would say. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing you would be never laugh. Well, I don't know. So my my thing with it is I feel like the second could turn into a Joker situation. <laughs> oh yeah, there are people who laugh at everything anyways. Yeah, they're why so, so serious? We can't. Okay, is this is this just episode two, <laughs> two? Because we brought back John Taco Bell and we're bringing back the Joker again. The, the Joker. <laughs> the Joker. The Joker. <laughs> <laughs> I would get a Joker tattoo. Can we make that a T-shirt? It's like the Joker's face on like a cube of jello. <laughs> Or like the the traditional like bunt pan jello mold. <laughs> oh my gosh. I would imagine it being a lime green. Oh yeah, of course. Of course. Of course, of course. Of course, of course. Hit us up. Uh, Buttercup. Tweet us with your fan art of Jaloker. And we'll answer you for a drawing to get absolutely nothing. If you tweet us and you have a drawing of a Jaloker, we might say your name on the show. We probably would. We probably yeah. would. Because I think you'd probably be the first person to tweet us. No, a really cool guy named iJames oh, okay. tweeted us. I haven't checked the Twitter in a while. Maybe this should be a new segment we have is, is checking the Twitter. <laughs> Just reading out parts. Just like a mini segment. Ooh. Ooh, I like this one. Would you rather be able to communicate with every animal or speak every human language? Oh no, that's a hard one. I think it would be speak every human language. But I would go with two. Because there's not much use, realistically, out of being able to talk to every animal. Well, it's not talk. You can talk to animals all the time. It's communicate, so they can understand what you are saying. Yeah, you become Aquaman, but that but doesn't with mean everything. That, but that doesn't mean they're going to like you or respect you all of a sudden. If you're in a pit full no, of... No, neither, like, neither is every are human. going to kill you either way. <laughs> yeah, also, Ian, if a duck started talking to you in a real voice... I would be kind of, if the duck was like, Ian Bancourt, I need you to do something for me right now. I think you would do what the duck told you, especially if it sounded like the late Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> oh man, you're making me sad now. You My argument here one. being, <laughs> I think if an animal had something that never is, that it's never been able to understand, suddenly talk to it, I think it would do what you asked it to. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I would choose the animal's one. I would choose talking to animals so hard, it'd be dope. But every time I'm ever in a Frickin situation where- a bunch of raccoons. I'd be Raccoon Man. I'd be Raccoon Man. I'd just be like, stop there, evildoer. Yo, George, go nibble his ear or something. But do you have any idea how nice it would be to just be able to talk to the bilingual people who, like, don't know English that well or something? Like, when I was working at Popeye's- I mean, I just uh, think it'd be fantastic like... to be able to talk to anyone, regardless of- and- regardless of language and also just being able to know all those different languages and the way they interact sorry dauntless the way you phrased that it sounded really sad <laughs> i just want to talk to people okay but i mean the counter argument you can learn other languages yes it's hard can yes I? it's challenging but really? you can't you think you think so you can't yes no yes. you're too dumb to know other languages <laughs> Also, if you could talk to animals, you could talk the, to the Duolingo sure, but like, bird, and even, the Duolingo even bird people could teach who have learned, you know, a bunch of different languages, they still don't know every human language, and they've taken so much time to get to the point where they are now, 
being able to bypass all of that and speak literally every human language, I think would be fascinating. I would still go talking to animals. That's fair. Freaking the freaking freaking Cinderella all up in there, just like, ah, do my laundry, please. I'll give you a fish. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. You'd be the best dog trainer ever. Best dog trainer ever. Get out of here, American Kennel Association Club. I just thought it's... about it. The language thing, would that also include fictional languages such as Elvish and Minion language? Human language. Dang you could it. never watch Despicable Me again. I mean, Minion language is basically every language in the world, like, mashed up into one, like, bowl of salad, yeah. so... What? <laughs> mashed up into one bowl of salad. That's like the best way I can Salads. describe it. Plural, thank you very much. Oh my goodness. I'm still going with animals. I'm yeah, a hard, that's fine. hard believer in the animals. Mm. Alright, I got another one for us, Isaac. Sure. Um, would you rather sneeze confetti oh, gosh. or cough bubbles? <laughs> confetti. Um... Confetti, obviously. No, I think I'd coughing cough bubbles, bubbles just sounds painful. Well, how does how does sneezing confetti sound less <laughs> painful? <laughs> I I don't know. I just think about ever... that scene from Everything Everywhere All at Once, where the person's head explodes into confetti. I think that seems nice. Just sneezing confetti. <laughs> I think it'd be great. I think it'd be great. Like at surprise parties, you could just be like, that hurts "Surprise!" So that hurts. I'm imagining, because it already hurts enough when you freaking shoot milk out of your nose by accident, but confetti just sounds like it'd be a terrible time. <laughs> Where does it originate? Is it in the is it in the nasal passage? Is it, is it, does it matter? Is it in the sinus? Where does it originate? I'm sorry, this question is not that detailed. <laughs> I'm making it that detailed, Dauntless. Have you met me? No. <laughs> I think it... <laughs> I think it just depends, like, where it manifests. Because if, like, if, like, the bubbles manifest in the lungs and you cough them out, you no, no thank you, <laughs> goodbye, bye-bye. <laughs> but, like, I mean, even if it's soft confetti, even if it was in the, the sinuses already, oh, I still think pain. confetti. I think I would go with bubbles. I mean, there'd be a lot of cleanup. But <laughs> you have a cold and your house is just covered in confetti. <laughs> Your house is the happiest place, and you just feel like garbage. I've, I've, so, for me, I feel like I sneeze more often than I cough, unless I'm sick. True. Coughing already hurts me too much. Yeah, but I always think, already think of coughing as, like like you just said, as a painful experience a lot of the time, like if, especially if I'm sick. So, adding some bubbles to it doesn't seem that bad to me. Yeah. Also, then I can pretend to be the fish from um, Finding Nemo. My bubbles. <laughs> My bubbles. <laughs> what would be more disruptive in a movie theater? <laughs> I don't know. I think the confetti, because it's all bright and stuff, and it's like, Wee-w-w-w. but with bubbles, they're very discreet. But it's also dark in the theater. For some reason, I imagine when you sneeze the confetti, it just makes like a, like a, what do you call it? Like the noise that those things make that you like blow into at birthdays that like has oh, things yeah, yeah, that yeah. shoot out. So it's like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh yeah, the noise, the noise makers. Is that just what yeah. every sneeze sounds like if you're sneezing confetti? <laughs> <laughs> that's 
one I think of. <laughs> okay, that's that's all the uh, would you rather that I have. The last section is all on would you rather questions to gross you out. These weren't designed to gross me out? No, they get worse. Like, would you rather lick a garbage can or a toilet seat? Oh. Would you rather smell worse. like a skunk or an elephant? Okay, I think we've I think you've made your point. <laughs> would you rather eat your wax or belly button lips? I said I think you made your point, Dauntless. <laughs> <laughs> These debates have inspired me. I think there's one more question that we need to settle. And it's who would win? This is the ultimate showdown. In the ultimate showdown of Ultimate Destiny. I would. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the ultimate showdown of Ultimate Destiny. That's right. It's back. Last time, we settled the great debate between Sonic, the Hedgehog, and Jinx, and Sonic won. And so he's moving up the ladder match. So let's say hello to our next two contestants. Um, so I've tried to pull from all corners of popular culture. Last time we looked at somebody from a TV show. Technically, and somebody from a video game, even though technically they both started off in video games. But ah, la, 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 la. two people from video games, one became a TV show character, one became a film character. Technically, they both became a TV show character, but we're not going to talk about oh, that. Okay. <laughs> well, if we're not talking about it, then what I said stands. Hey, you're right. There we go. Uh, I just want to I just want to get ahead of the tweets and emails that we'll be receiving. Our Twitter is shoot what is our twitter i have it pulled up i have it pulled up it's um otap underscore podcast otap underscore podcast and our email is oh that pod at gmail.com um so in the old corner the world's greatest detective step aside mr monk and sean and gus he's been in many different movies and tv shows some of them good some of them bad some of them he's a mouse ladies and gentlemen the one the only mr sherlock holmes Whoa. and in the red corner he's big he's round he's gonna take you to town hey kool-aid man Kool-Aid Man. I was hoping you were going to say Fat Albert for a second. I was about to get all giddy. <laughs> <laughs> Notes for next time. Fat Albert. Uh-oh, what did I do? Kool-Aid Man? Yeah, Kool-Aid Man. Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Oh, man. Okay. This is hard. Um, so that's the thing. There's so many different iterations of Sherlock. It's like what we had to figure out with Sonic. Which Sherlock are we talking about? Have, has anybody read the original books? I have not. I have read a little bit from them. Then let's go with Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock, because I think we know more about that guy right now. Okay, in that case, he wins. <laughs> he is pretty overpowered. Like, he can just kind of straight up oh, predict everything. Oh, he's so overpowered. He can predict everything, and he's incredibly good at fighting. Discombobulate. But he predicts everything because he has knowledge. Can he predict a giant glass man? A very unpredictable wall-breaking man. <laughs> He's fighting a freaking glass cannon. Okay, wait, 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 wait. A glass cannon that can burst through brick walls, thank you very much. Still, he's still a glass cannon. Well, if he can burst through brick walls, that means that he has 
probably way more strength than Sherlock. I mean, can Sherlock sure. break through? In which a brick case, wall? you have brains versus brawn. Let's see. I'm looking up how strong is Kool Aid Man. <laughs> uh, thanks, The Verge. It's like a fandom wiki for him. Hey, whoa, Vsauce! So, the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock, A, can take a beating. Okay. B, is decently agile. And C, can predict things. I think all three of those would go together to create a brain over brawn situation. But how predictable is Kool-Aid Man, though? Pretty predictable. He charges at you. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. You're going you're gonna to have a hard time convincing me otherwise. How would you kill Kool-Aid Man? These are the big questions. He's made of glass, is he not? Yeah, but, but he can like... also break through brick walls, so obviously it's not just any ordinary glass. So, I'm quoting Jake Roper on this, a guy who worked on the YouTube channel Vsauce, uh, so you know it's good. Uh, <laughs> he estimates that if Kool-Aid Man were brought up to the scale represented in the iconic ads, he would measure about 6 feet tall, mm -hmm. have a dry weight of almost 6,000 pounds, 11,000 pounds when filled with Kool-Aid. Okay. His glass frame would measure 3.6 inches thick. Oh my gosh. Glass, he argues, can withstand pressure 469 times that of our atmosphere. Since that's well past the strength needed to obliterate brick and mortar, the massive red mascot would only need to move at an average running pace to break through. So he a thick boy. Huh. Got it. Sherlock is smart. He uses tools. Right. I think, I think the way Kool-Aid Man would die is if he runs out of Kool-Aid. I think. If you can empty him, if you can tip him over and pour him out. He's like, oh no. I think, I think Sherlock could manage that. But I think he could too, but I just want to... <laughs> I just am trying to think of how predictable Kool-Aid Man is, though. <laughs> he is kind of predictable. I mean, all Sherlock has to say is, Hey, Kool-Aid! So, does Kool-Aid Man even have a brain? <laughs> Questions. I know he has a heart, because he loves everybody. Because he's Kool-Aid Man. Um, here's the thing, though. I assume that his organs are Kool-Aid. He doesn't have a cardiovascular system. He doesn't have a lymphic system. He doesn't have a digestive system. He just has Kool-Aid. Yeah. He survived the vacuum of space. Kool-Aid man is a giant tardigrade. Any questions? <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like if Sherlock were to find a way to tip him over or to shatter his glass frame, he would immediately win. And I feel like though it might take some time and he might take a beating along the way, I think he could manage it. Gosh, I can just imagine this scene where it's like Sherlock is in his study and then Kool-Aid Man bursts through the wall and like Sherlock pulls out a, a revolver or something and like tries to fire bullets through Kool-Aid Man, but they just crack the glass and don't do anything. And Kool-Aid Man keeps charging towards Sherlock and I, I need to make movies. <laughs> <laughs> Crossover movies, apparently. Sherlock Holmes is in the public domain. Oh, yeah, he is, isn't he? Yeah, there you go. Fanfic. You know those, Man isn't, but you know those like fast-paced live-action like fictional character um battle uh videos created on YouTube, like the ones where it's like video game characters and stuff. Have you seen those before? Nope. Oh, dude, those are really good. Usually, they use pretty good uh visual effects. They've been making them for a long time, but I would love it if there was one between Kool Aid Man and Sherlock Holmes. Uh, it'd be so <laughs> good just to see it play out. Oh man. I think Watson might not survive the fight. 
I think that's the one sacrifice that Sherlock Holmes would sadly have to make, is that Watson would not survive. He would just succumb to the flavor of the Kool-Aid. I think it depends on how bad his limp is. Oh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. He'd freaking get Indiana Jones rolling bouldered. <laughs> Goodbye, Watson. Rip. So we all agree Sherlock Holmes? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, eventually he would have to meet him. This means the finalists are Sherlock Holmes. And Sonic? And Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh my goodness. Honestly, of all of the non-superpowered <laughs> characters out there, I think Sherlock would be one of the ones to defeat Sonic, because... I don't know. Sonic Sonic's nemesis is know. Sonic's nemesis is literally a smart guy. So if we're talking about Sherlock Holmes, then I think he's got a pretty good chance. Sonic's nemesis is Jim Carrey, Ian. <laughs> he's <laughs> Yeah, a smart guy, like I said. Except we decided that it's Sonic from the games, not from the movie, because if it's from right. the movie, then he's super inconsistent. True. But I mean the thing is is is, is Eggman is not street smart. Eggman is head smart, but Eggman is not street smart. Well so Sherlock. Well, no, Sherlock is both. Jr. is yeah, both. Yeah, Sherlock is just smart yeah. all around. So that's why I'm not sure who would win. So tune in the, to the finale to find out who will win the ultimate, ultimate showdown of destiny. We're going to just have to, like, look up as many stats as possible <laughs> to describe Sonic and Sherlock. One of us has to play every Sonic game. One of us has to read every Sherlock home book. Well, no, it, it depends. Either read every Sherlock Holmes book or just watch all the Robert Downey Jr. movies again. And by all, that means two. <laughs> <laughs> one of us has to spend four hours. One of us has to spend a lifetime. Hmm. I wonder... <laughs> I wonder who will choose what. Alrighty, well, thanks for listening to... Turns out Golden. we all just watch Robert Downey Jr. and Sherlock. I thought you were going to watch Sonic. No, I thought you were going to watch Sonic. I mean, play Sonic. <laughs> Shoot. Alright, shall we move on to the final bit, boys? Yeah, Ian, what's your final I'm bit? I'm chomping at the bit for this. I was going to do r slash no stupid questions, but I realized we had already done that before, so I found it. I mean, it... we can always do it again. Yeah, we could, but that's for another time. Now I have an article titled 65 Facts So Weird You Won't Believe They're True. I don't believe Whoa. you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall I get into this business? I bet some of these some of us will already know, to be honest. Like, the first one is one that I already knew about. What is it? Um, number one, there is a company that turns dead bodies into ocean reefs. Huh. Oh! I did not know about that. Oh, you didn't? Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. I gotta go. Um, <laughs> yeah. I gotta go never swim in the ocean ever again. <laughs> they take, they take, like, the, they take, like, the, um... What do you call it? The, they take like the contents of dead bodies and they use it to make um, ocean reefs. It's kind of cool. They take the contents of dead bodies. Don't you mean corpses? <laughs> Since you're from Ian, I'm sorry to call you out. The but contents the, the phrase of dead bodies. The phrase <laughs> contents <laughs> of dead bodies is the most psychopathic thing I've ever heard. You sound like the freaking predator, Ian. I'm scared. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is here for those who romanticize a burial at sea. The company Eternal Reefs offers an innovative solution. It mixes the cremated remains of a person with concrete to create a pearl onto which loved ones can etch personal messages, handprints, or environmentally friendly mementos. The pearl is then encased in a reef ball. Two things. So it's not really a dead body, it's ashes. Yeah. Second of all, what the heck is a reef ball? 
<laughs> uh, the reef ball is then dropped into the sea where it provides a new habitat for fish and other sea life, helping encourage a vibrant ecosystem, the circle of life at work. Well, they said it was made of cement. Isn't reef ball what they played in Finding Nemo? Reef ball, reef ball, spaghetti underneath. <laughs> <laughs> it's soccer for fish. <laughs> that sounds like some stupid thing from Shark Tale. Like, oh, it's not soccer, it's reef ball. You get it? <laughs> It does! It really does! <laughs> oh my gosh. Alright, moving on to number two. Actually, number two isn't that interesting. Well, I guess it's a little interesting. Do it. The Read name... it. Read it. Read it! Okay. The name Bonobo resulted from a misspelling. Sorry, what? <laughs> of what word? The Bonobo, the common name for apes, may sound like some sort of translation of a meaningful term, but in fact it was the result of a typo. Researchers reputedly first found the animals in the town of Bolobo. Zare? How do I pronounce that? Zare? I don't know. But the name of the place was misspelled Bonobo on the shipping crates, so it's Bolobo, Bilobo? not Bonobo. Bolobo? Bolobo. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna stop. I don't want to make friend. I don't want to make fun of this name because this is a town, and I'm sure that plenty of nice people live here. Well, I don't even know what this is. I'm looking up Zare. It's Z A I R E. What? Why are you looking up there? Because I don't know where this is. Where what is Bolobo or Zare? You don't know Zare it is? Oh, it's a Central African country. Bolobo or Zare? Zare. Bolobo is a place in Zare. Zare is the country. What? Yeah. Okay, because I found another Bolobo in the <laughs> this, Philippines. This is like who's on first, what's on second. <laughs> <laughs> Except Laurel and Hardy give up after like five seconds. Where is it? No, Zare. <laughs> Bolobo? I'm leaving. <laughs> Over there? No. <laughs> So it's Bolobo, the, the town of Bolobo, apparently. Okay. All right. And it's over Zare. Where? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to the next one. Number three, there's an annual coffee break festival. I want to be a part of that. That sounds fun. Coffee break. How okay. is that a festival? It's you, you can't deliberately get people together to celebrate the stopping of work because... Huh. By putting something together, that's work. Mm. So apparently the gathering includes coffee tastings, brew-offs, and bean-spitting <laughs> contests. Bean-spitting <laughs> contests? Oh, that's great. Gather around the bean pile, kids, and start spitting those oh, beans. I can just imagine the brew-off, though. They're like, and three, two, one, go! And there's just two people trying to make coffee as fast as they can. And then the end is whoever makes the best cup of coffee. Man, the bean spitting things just feel like they needed to to find something to fill the rule of three, cause like, <laughs> cause I can I get I get like coffee ro coffee tasting okay, brew off that's eh, a bit of a stretch. Bean spitting? <laughs> Have you met somebody who spits coffee beans? <laughs> I imagine the scene from the the Madagascar Christmas special where he like where he's like shooting out the pepper mechanics like machine guns, but it's coffee beans. <laughs> so just like. <laughs> Rico, I need you to spit out some coffee beans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's fun. Okay, we got another one here. Number four, you can buy a flying bicycle. What? Yep. 
The Explore Air Paravelo is composed of a folding bicycle and a lightweight trailer that contains a biofuel power fan motor. The motor turns the fan with enough of a runway it can reach up to 25 miles per hour in the air and 4,000 feet in altitude. Holy cow, that's really, really high. <laughs> oh, that kind of scares that's me. That's a little scary. <laughs> <laughs> so, does it come with an inflatable ET? Alright. Okay, this is just kind of creepy. Number five, dolphins sleep with one eye open. Sleep with one eye open. Clutching your reef ball tight. So that's where pirates get it from. Probably. They're talking about dolphins. dolphins. Ooh, this one's really interesting. Number six, vacuum cleaners were originally horse-drawn. Huh? One of, okay. One of the earliest known vacuum when? cleaners were so large that it had to be hauled from horse to uh, from not horse to house, from house to house. <laughs> via from horse, horse to horse. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Has to be. So is it just yeah. like? So is it just like a giant? How long is the tube? I've come to clean your house. Uh, yeah, that doesn't fit through the door. <laughs> no, Sorry. Yeah, I've come to clean just the front no, door. It explains it. It's giant hoses were popped through the windows uh, of the customers' houses, and a gas-powered motor generated the suction that pulled the dirt and debris into a glass container. I'm just imagining this horse carrying along this giant, like, ball <laughs> that then all of a sudden these octopus tentacles just come out of with hoses on the end <laughs> and just break through all of the windows in the house. What type of Willy Wonka <laughs> fantasy are you cooking up over there? I mean, that sounds like something <laughs> from Everything Everywhere All at Once, to be fair, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh... It just sounds like a very strange Victorian. Oh yeah, it was setting. probably something only stupidly rich people could have like done. It was probably like really expensive. Probably. All right, number seven. Ooh, this one's cool. The largest padlock in the world weighs nine hundred and sixteen pounds. It's the only thing keeping Kool Aid Man in containment. <laughs> it's like Tai like Lung from Kung Fu Panda. It's just a giant padlock. <laughs> it's it's not Tai Lung. It's Kool Aid. What is it? Does it say what it is connected to? Um, I think it's just I think it's just loose. I think it's just a giant padlock for giant padlock apparently, reasons. Oh, kind of like you know the world's largest. Yeah, that seems like ball. it. Or yeah, the apparently largest. Apparently, was created by a team of students and teachers at the Pav Pavlovo Arts College in Russia. Oh, so yeah. it's an art piece. But apparently, it works. Hmm, interesting. That explains it. I wonder if you can pick it with a giant <laughs> um, set of lockpicks. Just a giant hairpin. <laughs> You got you got to have like one person manning each pick. Oh man, how big is this padlock? Now that I think about it, is it like just really big or is it? It's small not really. It's the regular size. It's just that the arm is super long. <laughs> no, it's the regular size. It's just really, really, really heavy. <laughs> it's super I'm looking massive. up the size right now. The largest padlock um, uh, measures 144.3 centimeters tall, 105 centimeters wide, and 26 centimeters deep. Or I thought you were going to say feet, and I was like, or holy crap. Or 56 inches by 41 inches by 10 inches. That's pretty, pretty big, large. yeah. That's like about the size of my head, I think, or bigger. Wait, no, that's just, that's actually, no, never mind, it's 100, it's, um, what am I trying to say? 56, 56 inches. 56 inches is definitely not the size of my head. It's way bigger than that. <laughs> what are you, a bobblehead? Wait, so this thing is huge, then, if it's 56 inches by 41 inches. 
Oh my gosh. That's like the size of me. Not that that's hard. <laughs> yeah, it's nearly five feet. Why am I so short? Okay, back to the <laughs> back to the article. Okay. <laughs> okay, except we didn't put you on blast this time. This was I, your I own fault. I think about it. It makes me sad. <laughs> All right. Number eight, pandas poop most of what they eat. Oh, okay. So not a lot of it gets absorbed, I guess. So why are they so fat? <laughs> they're not fat. They're just big boats. <laughs> they're large. It's all this fur. They're not fat. They're venti. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> I don't understand Starbucks cup sizes. <laughs> no one does. All right, McDonald's introduced drive-through service due to the military. McDonald's. The first McDonald's drive-through was installed in a restaurant based in Sierra Vista, Arizona, located near the Fort Huachuca military installation. I guess that's what's called. Military rules forbade the soldiers from wearing their military uniforms in public, and they weren't about to change into civilian clothes just to grab a burger and run to the base. So that's how the drive-through was invented. Interesting. Huh. To things that are made for the military. Oh my gosh, what? Okay, number 10. Alfred Hitchcock was frightened by eggs. <laughs> the master of suspense who terrified audiences with movies like Psycho and The Birds considered himself an ovophobe, someone frightened of eggs. <laughs> In an interview, he said, I'm frightened of eggs. Worse than frightened, they revolt me. That white round thing without any holes. And when you break it, inside there's that yellow thing, round without any holes. Blood is jolly red, but egg yolk is yellow, revolting. I've never tasted it. He's what? so afraid of them. Tonight, tonight, a horrifying tale would be of a man who finds an egg on his dinner table and has no idea how it got there. I love how he goes in the head and just describes how the what eggs terrify him so much. Like, oh, that white round thing and that small yellow thing. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Why is there a white round thing? Why is there a small yellow oh thing? Oh my goodness. Don't get it! Why don't they have holes? <laughs> Why are there no holes? Where are the holes? Everything uh, has holes. Donuts have holes. Bagels have holes. <laughs> bagels have holes. It doesn't make any sense. Bagel donuts have holes. <laughs> Waffles have almost holes. <laughs> Right. Number eleven. <laughs> that was a very interesting. That was, that was that was that was that was funny. That was funny. I like it. Um, number eleven. Pigs don't sweat. I'm pretty sure a lot of people know this one. Yeah, that sounds yeah, about right. That right. Number twelve. The fuller the fridge, the more energy efficient it is. Oh, interesting. An empty fridge not only makes it more difficult to decide what to snack on, it also wastes valuable energy. It works like this: the more empty space in the fridge, the more cold air is displaced by warm when you open the door, requiring the appliance to generate cool air to replace it. If the fridge is packed, less cool air escapes and less energy is required to replenish it. Oh, that's really cool. I like that. Hmm. Ha! Huh, cool. Get it? It's funny because it's the fridge. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so cool. There is a Lego bridge in Germany that you can walk across, and it's just made by giant Legos. What? They're huge. Oh my gosh. Are they still made of plastic? Yeah, I think so. They're just giant Legos, and it's not a small bridge. The bridge is like, I'd say maybe... um. That's fun. It looks like it's about 50 feet in length. Maybe 60. I wonder how they oh, got wow. that approved. That's cool. I like that. It's called Lego Brook. <laughs> Lego Brook. Which I assume means Lego Bridge in German. Probably. It's a good assumption. Yeah, that's interesting. It doesn't. Is it real Lego? Let's see. Oh, repainted. Okay. It's painted in the style of okay. Lego bricks. Still, though, it looks really cool. So they might be made of something other than plastic, probably. 
In 2011, artist Martin Hewald was inspired to paint one of the bridges along the Wuppertal Northern Railway, which had been decommissioned in 1991. He thought of the Lego bricks as a theme, commenting, My sister plays... My sister, sorry. <laughs> my daughters play with Lego bricks. And his wife, Ninon Becker, encouraged him to pursue the project. Huh. So we just painted okay. it. Dope. Still, though, it's really cool. I mean, yeah. it looks cool. Oh, wow, number 14. This is interesting. Umbrellas were once only... Number 14. <laughs> Burger King foot lettuce. Umbrellas were once only used by women. Mm. While umbrellas are used and appreciated by pretty much everyone living in rainy places, for centuries they were seen as something only to be used by women, associated with the fashionable parasols women would carry during nicer days to keep the sun from their skin. But in the mid-18th century, the barriers started to fall with public figures like philanthropist Jonas Hanway carrying umbrellas during public events. Dang, I didn't even know that. It's crazy. Interesting. When did it say it started to fall? Um, started to end around the mid-18th century. Huh. Like, right smack dab in the middle of the Victorian era. <laughs> okay, number 15 is a little weird. For 20... <laughs> number 15. Burger, Burger Bing, King that foot is. lettuce. <laughs> Alright, for 20... Hello, John Taco Bell here. We never put foot lettuce in your Taco Bell tacos. Get out of here, John Taco. <laughs> we don't want you here anymore. Okay, goodbye. Deceiving us at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> All right. Number 15. For 20 years, a cat served as mayor of an Alaskan town. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. What? In 1997, an yeah, orange cat named Stubbs, I love the name, <laughs> by the way, became honorary mayor of the Alaskan town of Talkina <laughs> with a population of 772 in 2000. It would not have taken too many votes to earn what? the position. Yeah. Um. And the small town did not actually have a real human mayor anyway, but Stubbs proved to, uh, adept at the role, gaining fans from around the world and serving in the position for years, greeting tourists and becoming a beloved symbol of the town until his death in 2017. So basically, they were like, hey, we don't have a mayor. Let's just make the mayor a cat. <laughs> Let's get ruled yeah. by a cat. There's all sorts of weird mayors. I'm pretty sure there's a boat that's a mayor somewhere. Danger boat? Let's see, I'm looking up Boat Mayor. I love that his name is Stubbs. Mm, nope, that's that's involving a murder. Uh, I have an article from Thomas the Tank Engine Wiki. Okay, maybe I was wrong about the Boat Mayor. But I know there was a Dog Mayor, I think. Maybe there were just several Cat Mayors. Yeah, there's a Dog Mayor. That's such a strange concept. There are several Dog huh. Mayors. Insider.com says, across the U.S., we've found nine dogs who have been elected mayor. Wow. Maybe, uh, you know, people should just start having that be their platform. <laughs> you know, if you were a dog with a human brain. Well, even just, like, <laughs> having, a, a running, having your dog run for mayor, and then you just, like, run everything behind the scenes. <laughs> you're the, you're the, the, the... He's a, a puppet mayor. The brains behind the, the fur. A true story. The Thatcher Whedon story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, those were some interesting yeah. facts. Ian. Indeed. Thanks for sharing those. And I can use this website again later. Yeah! Uh, I would say that it's now time to go. However, I did discover an interesting subreddit called r slash who would win while looking up Kool-Aid Man stuff. Uh, and there is some wonderful things that we should use for later uh such as <laughs> this is great i love this i love this so it's essentially it's like who would win questions mm -hmm. or, or stuff like that so one of these is a traditional who would win but it's 
Adam Sandler has a $100 million budget to do a new film adaptation of Macbeth. He's directing and must play every single part himself. Can he earn a fresh rating on oh Rotten Tomatoes? Oh my gosh, I want to see this movie. I need to see this movie. Is this a is this real or is this is this real life? No, this is a this is a oh, no. hypothetical. There also is a hypothetical that I love, such as Ash Ketchum and all his Pokemon versus Thanos and his army in Endgame, which I am I would pay money to see that. Well, you would be paying a lot of money because you would have to pay Marvel and Pokemon. Hold on, it gets even better. It says Ash is assisted by Doctor Strange, Cap, Tony, and Thor. So, I think we've just created the best movie ever. If we can have that fight with Kool Aid Man and Sherlock Holmes, I don't need to watch any of the. Does this movies. mean that it just ends with Ash taking the gauntlet? <laughs> I am Ash Ketchum, and then he dies. Oh, now I just got sad. <laughs> I just thought about something with the um with the Nickelodeon All Star Fighters game and the um the Warner Brothers Fighters game, or for the Warner Brothers fighting game. I would love it if Marvel decided to finally make a Marvel versus Capcom sequel, out of like desperation to be in with the with the cool kid trends nowadays. I think there was a Marvel vs. Capcom sequel. Yeah, there's like three Marvel vs. There's like four Marvel. There's like five Marvel vs. Capcom Yeah, but games, a new apparently. one would be nice. Like an actually new one. They haven't made a new one in so long, I'm pretty sure. Let's check your facts. They made a new one in 2017. That was a while ago. It's like five years ago. Oh, no. Don't you feel old? Oh, my gosh. Also, that was way before, like, all the Endgame stuff and, like, all of the newest MCU stuff. That was so long ago. We need something new to, like, spice it up a bit. Uh, one last thing from that subreddit. 10,000 drunks led by Napoleon Bonaparte or 10,000 stoners led by Robert E. Lee. 10,000 stoners <laughs> by Robert E. Lee. Easily. <laughs> I think the 10,000 drunks led by Napoleon Bonaparte. I agree. Bonaparte. <laughs> Napoleon doesn't need a fantastic army, he just needs people who are willing to follow him. Oh my gosh, I gotta stop going on the subreddit. I just saw Tai Lung versus Black Panther. Mm. <laughs> Scarlet Witch attacks Hogwarts. That'd be kind of cool, actually. Mm. How strong would an army from chess be in real life? Okay, we have to, we have to end the show. <laughs> Uh, thanks everybody for listening to Oh That's a Podcast, an audio variety show where we talk about fast food items and Kool Aid Man. Uh, thanks to Jay Pow for doing the opening theme song Lights. If you want to stay updated on the latest news, you can check out our Twitter at, at OTAP underscore podcast, all capitals on the OTAP. Uh, or you can slide us an email at Oh, that pod at gmail.com. O is spelled O H. Everything else is that. And then pod at gmail.com. Dauntless, Ian, anything you guys want to talk about? Um, plug? Well, actually, I was going to say, Thatcher, what can they find on our Patreon, you think? Uh, they can find the, the director's cut of the best movie of all time. Which is me just playing with Funko Pops and action figures to recreate all the cool things we talked about in this episode. Uh, why does that sound like something you'd actually put on the Patreon if we ever... <laughs> I'm desperate. Go check out our Twitter. Make make it big. I, I, I'm lonely. I'm the only person on the Twitter.
who said anything. Please. I beg. <laughs> I'm begging you. I want the Twitter to be oh. successful. SpongeBob, we need the Twitter. <laughs> I, don't, I was going to bounce off of that, but I don't even know what to say. Uh, Ian, do you have a pickup line? Oh, us? I forgot about pickup lines. How did I forget? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I don't know how you always forget about bad pickup lines. I really need to just... Maybe because they're bad pickup lines. I really need to just book up this book. And best forgotten. Yeah. Oh, this one's just weird. Okay, this one's definitely uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> Do you... So, of course, you're going to read it anyway. Well, yeah, of course. Uh, this one makes you feel like going to bed. Okay, I'm going to read it. <laughs> okay. Um, Do you have a name? Or can I just call you mine? Uh... <laughs> That's, That's not the so worst. Bad. I've heard That's worse. pretty bad. <laughs> I've heard that one before. Oh, I hate it. Well, thanks for listening to Oh, That's a Podcast. Remember to to think about bees, because that's the thing that we're doing Something this year. Something, find your treat, whatever um, the thing we said before we stopped doing it for some reason was. <laughs> find your treat! <laughs> uh, uh, it was, make something sweet, work together, and, and find, find your, your queen. Mom. Oh, did I say treat? <laughs> find your treat! <laughs> yeah, you said treat. Do you have a name, or can I call you my treat? No, uh, please don't. No. Get away from me. No. Not Okay. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Oh That's a Podcast, the creepiest podcast on the internet. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm not gonna go there though. Uh, I'm Thatcher Whedon, and I juice up your podcast. <laughs> All right, bye, everyone. Oh my goodness. Hello and good night. <laughs> <laughs>